It's quitting time. Quitting time highlights people who make things happen here in the Lakes area. Our first repeat guest, it's Wayne with Waste Partners. How's it going, Wayne? Good. We, I wanted to have you back on. I mean, you were episode two, I think, or so. <laughs> I don't even know how many uh, episodes we're in at this point, but we've been doing it for four, five months now. And so you were the second person I had on, and you were like, things are going to happen. And it, they are. And they are happening now. <laughs> and so you're kind of here to talk about, I mean, obviously you're with Waste Partners. Uh, if people want to get kind of the background of you, I would encourage them to go back to that last episode. Um, but now I just kind of, I want to hear what's going on in the world right now. And you you just came in and I said to you, I was like, I didn't think anything was, you know, newsworthy would be happening in your life in terms of the, the company. Yep. And you gave me bullet points. You're like, there are things going on. There's always things going on in the waste business, the recycling business. Uh, the couple of big things happening right now, one is recycling. Cardboard recycling was probably at almost an all-time high this summer, at $160 a ton, everybody was getting paid for it, and all of a sudden it just dropped out the last two months. Uh, it's dropped over $60 a ton. I've done some research. They're saying everybody was here for the pandemic, everybody was ordering from Amazon, everybody needed cardboard, there was mm -hmm. a huge demand, and now all of a sudden they're talking more maybe of a recession, some of this type of stuff, and now all of a sudden all that stuff has stopped. People aren't getting cardboard, and now we're the other way. So now all of a sudden, what we were getting paid for has dropped 63%. In the last two months, you said? In the last said? two months. Oh, I didn't realize it was that quick. Yep. And so you would think that, I mean, we're kind of entering the holiday season. It tends to drop in the winter just a little bit, usually about 5 oh. to 10%. And usually we would just eat that up. Um you know, we look at the average, and then the average in the last 10 years, it's probably been $100 a ton. But there for a while, it was $30 a ton. Then it was up to 180 So it does jump around. It's almost like a market, like if you sold feeder pigs. Mm -hmm. And it does change. And you kind of have to, you can't really play the market because when you have it ready to go, you have to sell it for what it's at. Right. But I do, it, it, it makes a difference to all our people that recycle cardboard because it just makes it a little tougher when there's not that, that other end that you're getting some money from. Right. So you almost have to pass that cost along. And so we'll try to do it, you know, as little as we can. It's still going to be cheaper than garbage to get rid of. But at this point, it's, you're going to see a rise in the price of cardboard pick up. And hopefully it maybe goes the other way come spring next summer, late, and we'll see it switch the other way again. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's changed. Right. And that price is going up for people, which stinks. It's crazy that um – I can't even picture like people re are ordering less things online because my wife and I are having a baby and we're getting so many gifts from people, which we appreciate, appreciate, but our house is full of cardboard. So it's funny to hear you say You're doing that. your part. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So one of the other things that changed Waldorf, uh, there's two companies in Minnesota that actually take cardboard and make products out of them. October 5th, one of those companies announced they're closing the doors. So... You're going to have 200,000 more tons of cardboard that all of a sudden is going to enter the market in the next month or two when they close. And where's that going to go? And that's going to drive the price even down lower. And how much was it that? About 200,000 tons that they would 200, use 200,000 tons. So. Where was that uh, located? Uh, over in St. Paul. Oh, okay. Sometimes it was called Rock 10. Uh, it's been under a couple different names in the last 20 years. But about 131 jobs are going to lose. Um, 
They just put that announcement out after this cardboard dropped $60 or 63%. So we don't expect it to get better. We actually expect it to get worse. What what caused them to go out of business? That part, I think it's really the cost of upkeep on the machinery. And like everyone else, employees trying to keep people employed right now can be tough. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you see help wanted signs all over. And I myself can tell you, when you need to hire drivers and do some things, it, it can be tough. It's mm-hmm. a tough market. I think they had older machinery. It's been around a while, and the upkeep on that, just the business plan didn't work out. They are still doing like a glossy cardboard, and some other part of the plant's going to stay open, but the part that did normal cardboard is closing. Sure. It surprises me that you a company like yours would have a hard time finding people because last time I think we were talking about benefits – like how much you pay, things yeah. like that. And I thought, why am I doing podcasts? You know what I mean? <laughs> because you guys just go above and beyond with that kind of thing. We certainly try. Uh, our benefits, I've been around this company for about 10 years. I think we talked about last time we've had kind of an ownership change right. where the sons have taken over and some things. And they have really tried to improve the benefits. You know, we're now paying 60% of the medical. We've got the 401ks and the dental and the vision we added for free for the employees. And you have to do those things right now to stay competitive in the market. And we have to look at who we're competing against. And it's not just other garbage companies. It's anybody that drives commercial truck. It's the Anderson brothers. It's, you know, the excavating companies. Those are the people we compete against. Ours is year-round work. Ours isn't much weekends. So we hope that, you know, we show maybe a little thing where it's, hey, it's year-round work and some of these other things. But it's it's a tough job. To go out and pick up six, 700 stops a day is not an easy task. It's gotten more automated. It's done some things like that mm-hmm. that have made it better, but it's still... You still need to go out in a blizzard. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I saw the snowflakes today on my way here, so I'm a little <laughs> worried. We're both in shorts today, and we, we talked about that. <laughs> And then, you know, with all that good news being said, <laughs> gas prices are also going up still. Yeah, I think when we did that podcast in March, I think the headline was, I think we're at the highest gas prices we've ever seen. Well, somebody said, hold my beer, because <laughs> about June, I think the highest I paid was five seventy-five a uh, gallon for diesel fuel. Unreal. And what that did was it brought a fuel surcharge that went from 11% up to 27%. It did drop the last three, four months. It seemed a little better, and it did drop. It dropped 3%. And now all of a sudden, today on my way here, I looked, I was seeing 520 again, so up over $5 a gallon for diesel. Wow. And so then that that fuel surcharge rises back up. You know, 25% of your bill, roughly, is just covering the fuel. We use 17,000 gallons a month, roughly. You know, you figure the math. You thought you'd be done doing math problems when you were in junior <laughs> high, but... <laughs> you know, take 575 and times it by 17,000. It's a lot of money. You're talking over a million dollars, which is in one year. In a year and just uh, diesel fuel that we burn. That is unreal. I'm asking you like you know and maybe you do. Why are gas prices so high, especially for diesel? Yeah, and you thought diesel it used to be it was almost less refined. It was cheaper. And it must be a supply and demand thing. Um even we're seeing 30 cents difference in between different gas stations, which you didn't used to see that. Everybody used to kind of be the same. So I think it's how they're buying it right now. And so everybody's on that struggle. You watch the news, you hear some stuff about they're not doing so many barrels of, of oil. It's a, the, a dirty oil. It's harder to refine. I think that drives the cost up. Sure. So there's some things like that. Um, 
you could buy bulk oil. We choose not to do that. We we use the customers that use us. We use a lot of different fuel stations to fuel at, um, just for that reason. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a tough go of it right now with diesel fuel, and and I think you're gonna see gasoline rise too. But people just you don't understand when you're you got a truck that gets four miles to the gallon, and you go 250 miles a day again with that word problem. It right. doesn't take long to figure out how you get to that million dollars. Right. Oh, it's unreal. Um, and I mean, we're not like the biggest city in the world either. No. So it's crazy to think of any garbage company spending that much in yeah. a year. So, And we don't go all that far. I mean, we're from Hackensack to Fort Ripley, Crosby to probably Motley. So we're not a huge area. And I'm sure there are people that are more rural than we are and travel more miles. But most of those trucks are putting on 200, 230 miles a day. Sure. So, yeah, it's... It does add we up. We fuel up every day. Mm-hmm. So wow. Um, and speaking of the trucks on your fleet, you were telling me, and I mean, everyone has had bad experiences with new vehicles lately, and you have a very unique vehicle, um, and you're having a a situation with that as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, most people don't understand what it costs to buy a garbage truck. Uh, we just ordered one here a couple weeks ago, $475,000, which is just insane. about a half a million dollars for one truck. Right. Uh, we won't see the chassis until fourth quarter of next year. That truck won't get put together, painted, and all that done until 2024 in the first quarter. So it's a year and a half out, darn near, to order a truck right now. It's crazy to even be thinking that far in advance just to get your next truck underway. And it's tough because we have trucks that are break down, and that part might be two months out to fix it mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden as a small hauler which you know we're small in the world of garbage when you look at a you know a waste management that has 80,000 employees we're, we're, a, we're a guppy in the pond right we're maybe a little bigger in the area and we have you know 15 routes we run just about a spare truck for almost every route and sometimes that's not enough we're we're scrambling just to keep trucks on the road well, I mean what is the backup what happens when there's no one? Well, so what we do is we just built a brand new shop, six bays. We've hired two more mechanics, three more mechanics. So we've got a, a five-person mechanic staff right now trying to keep trucks on the road. So that helps. You can kind of help yourself. But if one truck starts at 3 in the morning when that truck gets done at noon, if you have to, you take that truck out and do that other route that couldn't do at 6 got in it. the morning. Mm-hmm. So you, you can... You really hate to do that because it gets so long. But if you if we had to, you can do that. Yeah. When you have a new facility, you're saying? So we have a new maintenance facility that oh. we built behind the facility where, where we're at right now. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. When did that happen? So throughout the summer, we finally just moved the guys in a couple months ago. And they're still not totally established in there. Sure. We're still putting. <laughs> I don't even. It has floor heat, but it doesn't even have the furnace hooked up yet. Oh, okay. So we're scrambling to get things done here. Mm-hmm. Before the snow flies. Right. That is kind of exciting, though, to have new things to work with to exactly. make it go smoother. Well, and it just, you can help yourself. And we still bring plenty of equipment out just because of what it takes to work on one of these vehicles. And if they're a newer vehicle, the, the computers and stuff, we're still shipping major work out. Mm-hmm. We're just doing the small things that we can fix. If it's a major engine work, that, that truck's still being shipped out. Sure. Where does that normally go, not to get all of your secrets? Yeah, so it's not really a secret. It depends on what truck you drive, if you've got a Mack truck or whatever truck. So some come here locally, some go to St. Cloud. Um, you know, to tow one of these big trucks somewhere is $400. And 
you know, we do that. And it's the cost of doing business has just gone up at, at every level. So fuel has gone up, and, I, and we showed that. But just the parts, the just day-to-day stuff has just gone crazy. Mm-hmm. Uniforms, when you're buying boots and clothing, and, you know, we're seeing that. It's, you can't get some stuff. They're out of sizes. It's, it's the world we live in right now, and so you got to think ahead. Right. Got to order ahead. Yes. But how do you think ahead when you don't even know what's going to happen, which tr- which part is going to go bad? Yep. Yeah. You can't. Do you, can't you do it all. Do you see it getting better soon? Uh, that's soon is relative. I would say <laughs> not. It's going to take a while to get back on track to see, you know, diesel prices come down and some, some costs go down. I mean, I just I think everything from the groceries you buy, just everything you're seeing go up and people are starting to pull back. And you won't see people going on as many vacations and you won't see some of those niceties maybe get cut out, go out to eat as much. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, I mean, these restaurants and stuff right now, I, I'm not seeing a huge drop in, in what I pick up there, so they're doing okay. Right. So I'm hoping it's something we can live with. What else is new in kind of the Waste Partners world right now? Well, I think some of the things that have happened with the pandemic is a lot of people found out they could maybe work where their cabin was and work remotely. I think some of the great radio station stuff does that. Uh, we had probably 1,000 new customers last year, residential and commercial. We probably had near 600 this year already with a couple months left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, when I say, hey, some things are bad, other things are really good, and we're growing. And so... You have to have more trucks and more drivers and and some of those things to grow along with it. You just can't put a thousand new stops into what you're doing now. You have to have more trucks. Right. And you, I mean, with all that rapid growth, um, I was asking you earlier before we were recording, are you moving geographically? And you said it's really just people popping up where you are already. Yeah. For the most part, we're not doing a ton of new areas. Um We've started maybe recycling over by North Long Lake on that Ojibwa Road or the Cinnasam Road. There's some new areas we've done some things that way. Um, hauling our first garbage in Crosby area. We're doing some commercial stuff over there. But for the most part, we're not going to a new area. We're not buying new licenses because each town you haul in, most people don't know that either, you have to have a hauler's license. So you have to have a Crowing County license, and then you have to have a Brainerd license, and then a Crosby license, and an Ironton, and wow. Cross Lake, and Pequot, and Pine River. Every city requires their own license to haul there. I did not know that. No, and most people, again, <laughs> out of the industry, some of the things we do just to haul garbage where you're at. Right. Does that discourage you ever from expanding? No, I think and the the hauling licenses are relatively cheap. I think what they're trying to do is just make sure that the, the trucks on the road are licensed properly. Got they're it. inspected. They're not usually big dollar numbers to do it. Um so, you know, maybe $100, it might be $900, but it's we're not talking huge, huge numbers here. Sure. So with all of this going on in the world and at Waste Partners, you get out on the lake, you live on a lake yourself, and yep. you get out and... This is kind of your time of year for fishing. This is. This is, you know, they're going to put the feed bags on. It's uh, starting to get cool. The water temperatures dropped 
10, 12 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to catch big smallmouth. I brought you out in the pontoon there that one day. Yes. And now all of a sudden we're going out and you're catching more walleyes and bigger walleyes and the crappies are starting to get together and you're catching a lot more. So yeah, I would expect in the next mm, three to four weeks, it's going to be really good. Crazy. But you're in a snowmobile suit sometimes and and (laughs) you're dressed like you're snowmobiling (laughs) to go fishing. Right. Uh, I need to, I need to get fishing with you again and try and find some walleye because I still have never caught one so we can i think we can fix that problem okay (laughs) sounds good and just for people listening we went out last time not that long of a fishing trip no i mean like we were trying to beat the dark at probably an hour right 60 minutes maybe yeah and we caught things like crazy like i didn't understand what you meant by this is the time of year um but it totally is yep and you know fish are starting to get where they're not so spread out and they they get together in groups and if you can get on them and find them and with the new electronics, right. it's just made that a lot easier. Um, that's something, you know, you, you look in the fishing world in this new live scope, and there's certain tournaments now that aren't allowing it even, and for muskie tournaments. Really? Because it's literally you point this object at a fish, <laughs> and there are some boats that will have three or four of these in their boat, and they'll follow a fish and just pester it until they get it to bite. Wow. So it's 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 really changed how people guide how they do a lot of things. It's, it's just these fish can't hide. Right. And so we'll see. I personally don't have one yet. I do have the side imaging, some other stuff that similar but not as good as what these are, the 360s and the live imaging. Mm-hmm. And some of these like, products, three, $4,000. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure I need to spend that to go fishing. but Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of fishing tournaments, did you see that gentleman that was cheating? Yeah, the the two people that put the weights in the in the wall. I saw that. I did. Yeah. Did you catch the video of them when that was happening? I did. So I watched. It was on Lake Erie, and I've been there to fish. I think I showed pictures. That's where that that was on Lake Erie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, you don't need to cheat at Lake Erie. There's (laughs) eight nine pound walleyes everywhere. Sure. But yeah, these people were putting weights in with fish fillets around them, so you couldn't feel it when you picked the fish up, and. Their weights for the same size fish were almost double what everybody else was. Right. So I think they, they almost got their selves caught mm-hmm. by cheating when they didn't even need to cheat. And I thought when I read the article that first came out, I thought it meant weights that you put on your line. But when I saw the video, it was like the size of, well, maybe not the size of a one fist. One ounce, but two ounce, yeah. yeah it was they were huge. Drop weights. <laughs> right. Yep. So... Man, that was crazy. Yeah, and those guys had won a couple other tournaments this year, and so we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure you won't see them in any other fishing no. tournaments in, anywhere in the near future. No. And they finally, that one tournament that they were caught at, that organization, uh, did get the state involved. Yeah. And so now it's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a criminal thing. I mean, th- some mm-hmm. of these tournaments are big money. You know, there's boats on the line. Oh there's there's $30,000, for this or that. and. Yeah, I mean, it's a big thing. and You know, we had it at the ice fishing extravaganza here in Brainerd where there was some question about a person had a northern. And did they bring it in in a cooler? Or, you know, where did they get right. that fish? So it's something that happens. You know, again, I don't get into that competitive of fishing. And, you know, money does strange things to people. And I think, right. yeah, it, you're going to see different rules. You're probably going to see them start x-raying fish and, and different things. Maybe they put a magnet up to, I don't know what they do to, to find what's in them, but yeah, you're going to see some changes. Right. Yeah. Ice fishing, the ice fishing extravaganza is definitely interesting in terms of all the ways they try to avoid people or like discourage cheating or try and make it impossible. 
when I think the biggest thing the ice fishing extravaganza here in the JCs do is they randomize the prizes. Exactly. So other than the first place prize, you don't know if you want to be a hundredth or twentieth. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the snowmobile or the four wheeler? So it is a random thing, right. um, which helps a lot. It does help. I think it takes some of that out. And there's you know eight nine thousand people out there fishing, but there's probably four or five hundred fish caught some years. Um, it's a great thing. It's if you've never been a part of it, it's a lot of fun. Oh I kind of go out there with the radio station. We've done some things, and I usually fish, and it, it is fun. Now, last year was one of the years, probably the few years I haven't actually placed. I think three or four times I've been in the top 150 people and, oh, and got sweet. a prize. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's that might be the most fun event in town. Yeah, like, I, I almost can say that confidently. I can't think of something else that's... As long as the weather cooperates. Exactly. That's not 30 below and the wind blowing. Right. Last year it was cold, but it wasn't windy. Right. So we were just fine. Yep. Um, until they get you in the back of one of their, uh, you know, buggies that drives, drives around. Ice. And there was a lot of slush, I think. Was that this year or was that last year? There was the, some spots. I think it was last... That might have been last year. Yeah. This so, year was a little bit of slush, yep. definitely, but... So yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we it work actually. We've just we've taken on that for the garbage. So it's right. one of the things that we're uh, all the carts out there. You'll see this year will be our carts, and you know you get that many people in one spot, they generate a lot of garbage. Mm-hmm. And so we've got you know, hey, can you come help us out with that? So that is one of the things we're involved with with the JCs this year is the ice fishing extravaganza. Right. I think I I might have met you at that event. I don't remember now. But anyways, I didn't know you worked for Waste Partners, and so the, like the wind came through or something, and you ran and you were grabbing and you know grabbing all the bins and trying to get them from flying away, turning them so that the lid would stay shut. Right. Yep. And I thought, man, he's really proactive. Why? Why does he care? <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's a really fun event. And then, so you were talking about what's the live scope is what it's called. Yeah. So a live scope is basically. When you turn, you could you could cast a line out with a bobber and then turn this live scope to your bait. And as you jig it back, you can actually see a fish swimming. So you will see a fish come off the bottom, and you can actually see the fins moving. And with some practice and looking at them for a while, you can almost tell what kind of fish they are. You can tell a short fish from a long fish. You know, you might be able to, you can tell a northern from a crappie. You might not be able to tell a crappie from a sunfish, but. So people are, are really using these a lot, and you're going out, and then once you're on a pot of fish. As the normally they would move, well, now you just move the live scope with them, and you can just stay with that group of fish. Right. And so people are using those oh. in competitions. Yes, and right now it's legal. Um, right. right. Some now. of the musky tournaments, they've, they've said no. Right. And I, we talked to a local guide here earlier, and they're talking about maybe making a rule that, you know, when a guide brings somebody out, that the guide can't keep the fish. That it, Got it. You know, and there's some things they're trying to... You have to remember that these people, thats they really don't want to deplete what's out there, what their business is. And so they want fish on the lake. I mean, Malax to go out there and there's a one fish limit. And people go, I'm not going there if I can't keep fish. Right. Well, to me, the fun part's catching fish. You know, if I throw them back there, I can go to Maury's and buy fish. Right. And so, hey, I want to have a fishery that is well stocked and, and, and the river. You know, where I brought you, it's you don't know what you're going to catch. And that's the part I like. Right. And you go out there and you know what? They moved all those limits to five sunfish or five crappies last year. It doesn't bother me at all. And, you know, people with more people in their family, if they all have a license and do whatever, if you can still keep five fish for three people, 15 fish is enough to eat. 
Right. And so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree with you. I want fish in the lakes still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people complain about the limits, but we, we want to be able to fish still in 20 years. We want to catch fish. Right. Yep. And people say, oh, is there a slot limit? Well, there's a slot limit statewide in Minnesota. Any, you can have one walleye over 21 inches. doesn't matter what lake you're on. So most people don't think of that when they're out fishing or maybe don't fish enough. But, yeah, so the river has a slot. Once you keep one over 21 for a person, that's all you can have in the boat. So there's not a minimum slot like there may be at Lake of the Woods where it's got to be between sure, right. 17 and 21 or whatever the numbers are. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, I think we want these fisheries to to be productive, and we want people to go out and catch fish. Um, I had the Let's Go Fishing people contact me. Uh, they have a pontoon. They bring out veterans, disabled people. They're wanting to know if they can uh, store that boat uh, my property in July for a couple of weeks as they bring people out. That's so awesome. Out the park. So, yeah, I, I offered it up if they can make it work. I'm not sure I have room for a 28-foot pontoon, but <laughs> if they can make it work, hey, they can bring it over. Just in your yard is what they're saying? Yeah, I think they're looking for to put it up against the dock to store it, God. and then they would pick the people up at Lum Park each day. And they bring them out. It sounds like for, I, mean, I don't know if it's two shifts or one, but they're out there most of the day. Wow. And so, yeah, they're looking for a place to park and get in the boat and then go over to the park and pick the people up. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Sweet. Okay, what better house to keep that at honestly yeah we're i'm close to the parks so right it works out well yeah i just um i had an event this summer i saw the craziest pontoon ever i don't know oh i might have told you about this the one that had the jet ski yep steering wheel i don't know if you've had a chance to I, see I one did. of those oh you did so yep right down here brothers motorsports are selling them they've got a handlebars like a jet ski it's a jet pontoon basically right. uh there's a person on on rice lake that did buy one so I've seen it quite a bit this summer. Okay. So they look like they they move along pretty well. Right. I just love the removable walls. Yeah. I think that's the best for fishing. It has to be. So. Yeah, I'm not sure the jet part of it and getting in the weeds and some of that stuff. I <laughs> oh, have jet sure. ski. Yeah. I'm not sure how that would work. Mm-hmm. And maybe they've worked that problem out. But I know with the jet ski, if you go in the weeds, you're you've got to get underneath it and pull them out. Oh. And man. so I don't know if that would be the same on that pontoon or not. It would be better if they just had a normal steering wheel too. If they just took that nor that pontoon shape, you know, yep. with the removable stuff and just get a normal pontoon <laughs> setup. That yeah. probably would be best. But Yeah, I'm not sure why they went with that handlebars like that. More sporty, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. This guy that I met, he was he swore by it. He's like, this is the best, you know, water, whatever you call yeah. it, out there. So hey, everybody has the, each their own. Exactly. As long and as for me, I don't have water. anything. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> or no, I use other people's pontoons. That's the kayak. Exactly. Yep. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming back. It's fun seeing what's new in the world of waste partners right sure. now. And yeah, it's it's ever changing. So yay. If you're looking for somebody to come back later, let me know. I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy putting things out that people might not know that aren't in that industry. I know that's kind of your thing is like get the word out and help with the confusion also. Right. um, Because people don't see what's going on behind the scenes. No, and that's the thing with the garbage bill. Most people pay their bill and if the garbage disappears, they don't think a lot about it. Right. (laughs) Right. It works out well for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks again, Wayne. All right. Thank you.